All right, welcome back, everybody. It is episode 58 of Thoughts from the Shade, and as promised, it is our fantasy football primer uh, with second second appearance uh, for the first time, a first-time two-appearance guest on the show, great friend of the pod, um, lifelong friend, great guy, great fantasy player, traveling all over the world, just the working man of America. Um, and with that, it's it's my honor to, to introduce the one and only Ali D. So let's hit him with a round of applause. Gee, gee, it is good to be back, my friend. It Time flies when you're having fun, right? It's already been a year. Yeah, that's right. It's it's crazy to think we had you on episode three. We were just kicking things off. We were low tech, we were low quality. We were doing doing the best we could, you know. But I think I think we gave out some good tidbits last summer. Uh, I feel like conversating with you always helps me in my fantasy leagues, and it led me to win one last year. So hopefully, uh, hopefully tonight we can give the people a, a little bit of advice as we head into draft season. I haven't drafted yet. I know you're a dynasty player. Uh, you guys typically draft for that, like right after the NFL draft, right? Because it's just rookies. Yeah, so we we did ours. Um, this was a bit of an off season for me, uh, or an off draft for me, because I ended up trading away my early round picks, trying to compete. So not, you know, I remember we talked last season, and I was in the rebuild phase. I traded a lot away for you know, first round picks, trying to build that team up. And then this year it was kind of the flip side of the coin where I was not drafting until the third round. But I had, I, you know, I still had five picks. I had a couple of thirds and fourths, but we draft early. I wish we drafted a little later so that, you know, the, uh, the blurbs, as they say, as they roll in, that can affect the draft where you, you get the preseason, you know, the camp news, and that kind of sways people's opinions to buy higher on, you know, on, on some players. But, yeah, so I'm, I'm one draft in already, and we still got our league to go, which I'm super excited for. So just to be clear, you know, uh, Bomb and I talk a lot about the processors and, and the draft and stashers. I guess what stage uh, of your dynasty, your fantasy dynasty, are you at? Are you drafting and stashing right now, or, or you were uh, you were out a couple round picks, a couple early picks? Uh, so I guess were you pick swapping and you're going for it now? Yeah, I would say I'm 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 going for it. You know, I'm competing. I got some. You know, you want to make sure you're running backs. You want to time everything right. You know, your running backs only last on average about three years. So I got, you know, JT, I got Swift, I got Kamara. So some of my running backs, you know, the core of the team, you know, they're still young enough. Kamara's getting on the upside. Uh, but I would say, you know, I'm hitting my window where I need I need to start making a move here. I feel like I'm I'm one or two players away from setting a pretty nice starting lineup and adding some depth but you know this is this is the year i'm gonna i'm gonna go for it i think you're going for it all right we like it um before we dive into kind of some of the stuff i guess that that we lined up for this discussion this primer uh, we do have a listener question uh kind of generic uh kind of kind of a preference kind of thing but 
Interesting to ask a guy like you who's in dynasty, who's in regular leagues. Uh, the question is, should all leagues be PPR or at least half point PPR? So this guy sounds like he's an advocate that every league should be PPR. I don't know how you feel. I don't know what your other leagues are doing. The one that we're in together, we just converted to PPR last year. The other one I play is standard with some you know, custom scoring that everybody's kind of agreed to, but I didn't fare very well in PPR last year. What do you think? Uh, I do better in a standard league, but I will say I'm in all PPR leagues right now. And I think it does balance out a little bit, you know, running backs are king. And when you add that PPR aspect to the game, I feel like it switches the dynamic a little bit where there are the additional strategies and it, it makes tight ends more valuable. Those, those receptions get you those extra couple points. I think, I think it does kind of collapse the field a little bit and gives gives some other players opportunities, you know, who aren't getting the big plays. They might be just a pretty essential part of an offense where, you know, they're playing in the slot and they're getting those pretty critical short yards. And I think it adds value to players like that. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm a fan of PPR. Uh, and... As far as half point PPR is concerned, go big or go home. You're either standard standard league or your PPR league. I don't I don't like the half point PPR. None of that so, in the middle bullshit, huh? Yeah, that's gonna be my hot take right there is either you know, go big or go home. Yeah, I don't I don't have a preference really. I mean I guess I'm getting my feet wet with PPR going into year two, but like you said, it does make it does make more a higher volume of players more valuable where in standard you have like your one or two bell cow backs that could get you 20 to 25 a week on the reg. And then like the top receivers, I mean, yeah, they put that up sometimes, but it's not, it's not every week. Whereas in PPR, like the potential of guys to have 25, 30 points a week, probably, I, I, I don't know that it doubles, but it definitely goes up by a significant percentage. No, and I think it also is more valuable in deeper leagues where you have 12, 14 people. Not, you know, in a 12, 14 person league, what, the top four to six get a good running back, if that, and then the rest of the league is scrounging for scraps. So that that's my that's my take on it. Yeah. I mean, you're as a fantasy player, you got to be a master of scrounging for scraps, right? True. I mean, you're always going to be scrounging for scraps, right? Scrounge. You got to get in and get dirty. Scrounging Roll for scraps, diamonds in the rough, you you name it. It's what you got to do to to win in fantasy, and you know you've got you've got some W's on the resume. Uh, so we'll move on. We'll move in. We'll move into the meat of the show here. Um, and obviously, being being a Philly based podcast, I mean, where are you right now? You're you're in Beaumont, Texas now. I am in Beaumont, Texas. Recently moved for work from Salt Lake City, Utah, down to Beaumont, Texas. This is what my like fourth move. G did Albuquerque, did PA, uh, Philadelphia to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh to Albuquerque, Albuquerque to Salt Lake, and now I'm in the great state of Texas. How far is Beaumont from like any of the major cities down there? It's an hour from Houston, hour and fifteen. Okay. I'm like right on the Gulf. I'm between Louisiana and Houston. Uh, now, I forgot to ask at the top, 
you know, we, we got right to football. We're excited for football and fantasy and everything, but you're, you're in the midst of a move from Salt Lake city. Uh, you had, you had a prior commitment this weekend, uh, that took you to, to Viva Las Vegas. You, you, that's all I can think of when you said you're gone. Like I, I love that song, but you, you, ha- you had to make a pit stop in Vegas this weekend. Can you inform the people, uh, what you were doing up there? Yeah, so as a gringo with a, a Latin female in my life, uh, my girlfriend got us tickets to see the one and only Daddy Yankee on his farewell tour. Oh, He's retiring. shit. He, the, the king, the godfather of reggaeton himself. Uh, so last minute, I, I said I wasn't going to go because I started a new job. I woke up for work felt really bad about it because all her family is going and I bought a $700 plane ticket to Vegas the day of called my boss and said, listen, I got something serious going on. Uh, I got daddy, Yankee, off. daddy Yankee's retiring. <laughs> this is it. Man. Yeah. I, yeah. Worked, worked through lunch, got in the car, went to the hotel threw two shirts and a backpack, sped to Houston and flew to Vegas to see an otherwise fabulous show. I didn't speak <laughs> the language, but uh, man, we were moving and grooving. I'll tell you what. So was it? Did did you actually have fun? Like I, I'm, I'm almost sad that Bomb isn't isn't here to join us because I think <laughs> he'd be ripping you a new one for for uh, getting that getting on that plane and everything. But but you're a good family guy. You value your your uh, your partner, your relationship. You know, I, I can respect it now. The last thing I'll ask uh, about that is is who who would the uh, uh, I don't know what the word I'm I'm looking for who would the native people I don't I don't know if that's even the right word in this day and age but who would the native people liken Daddy Yankee to like in America like is he really big time for them Oh yeah dude he's like the huge? king like he's he's one of the top selling artists like in the globe Is he like an MJ or like a Bieber or a Drake like on that level Yeah Damn. I mean M- MJ's kind of probably on his his own level but i mean yeah i'd I'd put him up there for for latins so did you keep the ticket stub i mean that's historic man no she she had him on her phone but i definitely you know i took tons of videos it was great um it it was pretty it was pretty heartwarming you thank you thanked all the americans and everyone in the show for supporting him through his career i had to have my girlfriend translate all that to me but it was uh we had we had a lot of fun. It was good, and it was. And it's always nice to make a pit stop in Vegas, right? Hell yeah, hell yeah. We could uh, talk about Vegas and hitting the tables and everything like that, but we're here to talk about fantasy football. Uh, before I get to that, we got to say next year when I bring you back on, I'll, you might you might have a new name. You might might not be uh, Ollie D anymore. You might be Ollie Yankee or, or Daddy Ollie. Ollie Ollie Yankee. No 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 no. That's the one song, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna uh I'm gonna turn off my, my daddy Yankee uh brain right now. And uh let's let's start with uh granted that we are a a Philly based pod, a Philly based show. Huge Eagles fans and plenty of coverage coming up for the people uh as we get closer to kick off in week one. But from a fantasy perspective, I know it's easy, you know, everybody says bet or pick with your with your head and not your heart. Uh, I have a good friend, 
sponsor of the show, actually, Menard Premium Detailing, Graham Menard. He's a big Packers fan, so every year in fantasy, he's got Aaron Rodgers, he's got uh, Aaron Jones, he's got Devontae Adams, and obviously not anymore. But, uh, you know, for for the local people that, that are playing fantasy, I mean, we need the scoop on the Eagles, but as fantasy players, not as, you know, NFL players, not NFL wins and losses. Who's going to get us some dubs in the fantasy realm to take some cash off of our friends? And we'll start – with the quarterback, obviously a huge year for Jalen Hurts uh, in in Philly and the future of the Eagles franchise up for a new deal after this year. They got to find out what he's made of. Uh, Bombs obviously alluded to it uh, in a previous episode talking about the Eagles in the preseason here that with the situation that he's in, uh, trying to figure out if he's a franchise QB, like are they going to be pass heavy this year to see what this guy's got? Um and I got to just throw it over to you. Like, what do you make of Hertz uh, in fantasy this year? Obviously, he was a, a later pick or, or even a, a free agent pickup for some folks early in the year. And, I mean, he tore it up as a QB, but obviously did a lot of that with his legs. What do you make for year two with Jalen Hurts? That's a tough one. So I've, I've put a lot of thought into this, and I honestly haven't come up with a good answer for myself yet. I am not convinced with the passing. Obviously, I don't. I don't think anyone really is. Obviously, you get the dude gets it done with his legs, and I, I, you know, thinking back to last year. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you're, you know, a big birds fan. Watching him, a lot of his points were like in the last quarter of the game when oh, they yeah. were surging to come back, and he would just kind of screw the game script. I'm just going to run it, and I don't know if that's how you're going to win football games. It's obviously great. It, it, it's a nail biter because you're like, wow, Hertz only has this many points. And then in the fourth quarter, all of a sudden he's, wow, Hertz has this many points. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how sustainable that is. And obviously as QBs get older, they can't run as much. Uh, he's not at that point yet. I think he's still got a couple years left before that. But, I mean, we saw what happened to Lamar Jackson, right? I mean, he ended up bouncing back, but he had a – he had after that monster year, what was that? Was that 2019? 2018 or 2019? The next year he fell off the map. He had that sophomore slump. Yeah, and you take a beating as a running QB. I just think I asked because now I feel like looking at fantasy drafts and mock drafts and the rankings, I mean, he's – I think he's a top 10 QB or like a top eight QB in fantasy per all the, you know, fantasy rankings. Uh, and I think it puts him in a 12 team league in like round five or round six of the draft. And I, I know we talked about it last year, but you're kind of a weight, you're kind of a value city guy on quarterbacks. Like, is he worth, is he worth that high of a pick this year? Um, Obviously not a top eight player unless, you know, you're in a super flex league, but as a top eight quarterback, yeah, I think so. I think he's worth that, you know, taking him in the eighth round ish, something like that, heading, heading down towards the end. I think he'll still be there. I think you're going to get him after the Joe Burrows and, and players like that, probably Lamar Jackson's, Kyler Murray's probably get him after that and i think that's a great value let those guys fly off the board and then 
you have a guy that that can put up similar numbers and do similar things in in the fantasy realm as they can. Yeah, if not more with the legs and and the rushing teams. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just interesting because you would think after the fantasy year that he had, you know, some people are higher and would be higher. But I also think about like the the Philadelphia fan base, and it's pretty split on Hertz right now. So like, I don't know if these local honk fantasy players are, you know, all in or all out because he's, he's a very polarizing figure in the city right now. But I mean, I think, I think he's going to light it up. I think in fantasy, he's going to light it up. I think the Eagles have a, an easy schedule, which helps in fantasy as well. But I think it helps for them to win games. Like, I think he's going to have a good year. I don't think he's going to be outstanding. People will still have their gripes. Um, but it's just interesting, like, for fantasy, too. Like, nobody's really talking about the wealth of talent around him now with, with the acquisition of A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith in his second year, Goddard uh, obviously getting paid. Like, this guy has a wealth of support yeah. around him, great, great O-line. So, like, that's got to count for something I've, in fantasy, too. I have never been one to – fawn over the birds you know that um but theoretically g i i'm liking what i'm i'm seeing on paper at least for sure you got uh i don't know if you've heard uh some some news that came in the off season but you know 2020 pro bowler who totaled 185 catches for nearly 3,000 yards and 24 touchdowns in three seasons little guy I like to call AJ Brown just joined the ranks in Philadelphia. Uh, And like I said, on paper, possibly the two best complimenting receivers with slim Reaper and AJB, you know, the speedy wide out takes the top off, you know, coupled with that big body, just yak master and then you got Dallas Goddard in the mix. You have probably what top one or two offensive line in a lead offensive line in front of them. Yep. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not over, you know, head over heels for any of the running backs, but you got serviceable backs there, which I mean, Jalen obviously is your best running back right now, but uh, I'm pretty excited, man. In the NFC East, uh, I mean, you guys are the best team, at least in my in my opinion. Yeah, on, pa- on paper, it certainly looks that way. Um, and just just to move positions a little bit, we talk about how the Eagles don't really value the running back position. They kind of you know bring guys in. I, they I guess they they drafted Miles Sanders in I believe round two a few years back, and I'm I'm not a big Miles guy, but. Talk about the running back situation in Philly. I mean, is I feel like Miles, you look, he's a late round two, round three, round four, fall, falling somewhere in there, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I think that's a little high for a guy like that. And then people locally are talking about Kenny Gainwell out of Memphis, his second year. Uh, he, he got a decent amount of work last year with Sanders being out, and he was kind of pulled in, pulled out. Had some good flashes, had some not so good flashes. Uh, I mean, what do you think about the Sanders and Gainwell situation? Then Boston Scott's always in there, like sucking up a few carries as well. 
Yeah. All right. So I actually pulled some stats for you. Where I pulled them, I am not 100% sure. But I, the point I want to emphasize is that Jalen's going to siphon most of these goal line carries. So out of the entire Eagles team, Hertz easily led the Eagles with 13 goal line carries last season. Number two, guess who number two was? Jordan Howard. False. I don't know, man. Bosco. Yeah, He's dude, that's what I'm saying. That dude is always sucking 10. up carries. Yeah, this is goal line work. It was Jalen with 13 goal line carries, Boston Scott with 10, How, uh, Jordan Howard with six, Miles Sanders with five. And that's inside the goal line or inside the five yard line, excuse me. Sure. I was reading that wrong. And that, but the good news for Sanders is he did win when he was healthy, he won the snap battle inside the five yard line. So in the 12 games that he was healthy, Sanders had 15 goal line carries or 15 goal line snaps. Scott had eight. Gainwell only had four and Howard had one. I think that Miles will, if healthy, get more of the looks. That is when Jalen isn't running the ball. And I don't know what to make of Kenny Gainwell. I really liked him for a portion of the season, and I think everyone did. It was kind of that, it was what was it, right after Miles got hurt. But he, he strikes me more of as like a pass-catching back than an actual, you know, kind of Th- thumper. through the gap up the middle. Yeah, First he's not and a second thumper. down guy, yeah. Yeah, so I always see Kenny as kind of that, more of that handsy, you know, out of the back with the hands if something goes wrong kind of guy. Yeah, you just don't know in Philly with the running backs. I think it's too much of an uncertainty to make like a significant fantasy investment in any of those guys. But the other thing, if you think about it, and I feel like fantasy folks wouldn't be locked in on this, but with a local perspective and them not valuing the running back position, like if they give Miles Sanders too much work and he excels, like they're going to have to pay him. And that's not the Howie Bersman way to spend a lot of money on running backs. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see that situation unfold. Uh, We kind of talked about everybody in the offense when we started talking about the Eagles, but I know last year you kind of talked about wide receiver duos and how like some people in fantasy shy away from that because, you know, everybody's got to eat for the lack of a better word, but with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, I mean, who's going to feast more? Are both guys going to feast? How do you see this shaking out? Hey man, it's a long game. There's a lot of plays and it, I mean, we've seen it multiple times where more than one wide receiver feasts. I mean, we saw Julio and Calvin Ridley, right? I I think when you have two receivers that complement each other, as these two do, I think a lot of good can come from it. So, I mean, you have, like I said, Slim Reaper, who's going to take the top off. And he, I feel like Devonta is going to be more of a boomer bust play and it's going to depend a lot if Jalen you know there's some memes going around of Jalen with the T-Rex arms can reach him but 
in his favor, who's going to draw the number one cornerback? AJ on Brown, man. Who's going to get the second? Smith. DVS. And I, I think with that setup, you might see some burnt toast plays where you see this this absolute shooting star roast down the field and make some big plays. I mean, he's athletic as hell. Like I said, it's going to be a little more boom and bust for Devonta. Uh, A.J. Brown, uh, obviously I'm biased. I'm a, I'm a massive fan. He's a clear number one uh, in, in this situation for me. I mean, the, what, the, what does the dude excel at? After the catch, 38% of his yards is where he's accumulated his career, like most of his yards. The dude is a yards after catch monster. He's a big play threat. Seven career touchdowns of more than 50 yards. Once you get the ball in that dude's hands, you know, it's hard for him to go down. He's just an absolute, like I said, he's an absolute stud. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I know know you're enamored uh, with AJ Brown. I'm. when I talk about AJ Brown, I, I tend to be re- rendered speechless. Which there there is some downfalls. You got to worry about his health, right? He's been he's got those knee issues. He's got two bum knees, and he pl- he plays that hard that pound offense where injuries happen, right? He, he's tanking, so that that's my only concern with him. But I. I I don't see any anything wrong with taking either of those guys. AJB is going to go first, uh, but I, I think both of them can work well together. You got you got me hyped for the Eagles season just uh, just in general. But yeah, you think about AJ Brown. I mean, when healthy, and mm-hmm. he's obviously had his cuts and bruises over the years. But when healthy, I, I don't know about fantasy, but I think just talking football. That guy's got to be a top five receiver in the league. Oh yeah, and with if if they can get him the ball, like definite top ten fantasy receiver in my eyes. Um, but it all depends on how the Eagles' season goes and and how Nick Sirianni is in year two. They ran the ball a lot to go on that winning streak in the second half last year. But I think I think we're going to see a different different offense uh, and a different strategy from the Eagles now with all these weapons and Devontae Smith, like former Heisman Trophy winner. And great speed, you know, great route running. Like, I, yeah, I, I think both guys are definitely a play. It, it's just like how much is Hurts throwing the ball? Because that's the question. If it's Mark. like if it's like twenty times and he's got fifteen carries, then it's gonna be tough. But if they want to see if he's the franchise QB and can sling it, and he's throwing it thirty times a game, like now, and I, and now I, these I guys don't remember are gonna these. Yeah, I don't remember the exact figure, but I mean, I think the Eagles were like one of the top three like run heavy offenses in the league last year, probably behind the Titans. Poor uh, AJ has been stuck on pretty run heavy teams, but I, I I think Sirianni, I, I you can't bring in that kind of talent with that kind of draft capital for that amount of money and not try to come up with some offensive schemes that include that right you have to i i i think they do i think they dial something in for those guys especially yeah with goddard 
uh, Devonta and AJ Brown. I, I just, I, I, I think all three of them are going to complement each other well. For Devonte Smith to not be drawn the top corner in, in year two as he only gets better is a scary. Could thought. be scary, man. Yeah, and I That's feel scary, dude. I, I feel like Quez Watkins was the guy that was kind of the take the top off guy last year, and not that there was much of that with the Eagles' offense, but. I'd love to see Devontae catching some bombs this year, and I think we're going to. Dude, I'm I'm pretty excited, man. I I and I think I think Philadelphia should be excited. And that's from an outsider, folks. This guy's this guy's a tried and true Pittsburgh fan. So when when you hear it from the outside, well, and especially with that, it's schedule, exciting, right? As long as the Eagles don't play down to their schedule, you guys have the talent to win games. Stay healthy, and I. Yeah, and obviously stay healthy. I know there's been some injuries on the line, but uh, like I said, what I say on paper, it looks good. Doesn't matter till week one, man. But on paper's a start. We're getting there. Um, let's shift away from the Eagles. I, th- I think. I mean, I think that gives gives the people enough enough to know. Wide receivers are good. Running backs, no good. Quarterback. Should continue to put up numbers in the fantasy land, uh, but we talked we talked earlier about how you're you're a dynasty player, and I feel like everybody, whether they're dynasty player or not, kind of knows the who's who in fantasy when you play long enough. But the one thing that changes every year is there's a new rookie class, and in dynasty, I know you're locked in. So talk about the rookie class a little bit. Obviously, focused on the offensive side uh, for the fantasy perspective. It was a pretty heavy wide receiver draft early on, uh, but there's also some backs in play uh, to make an impact in fantasy right off the jump in week one. Yeah. No, and I think we talked about this last year. Kind of each year, I'm a big dynasty guy, and each year the dynasty community kind of uh, stereotypes or, or classifies these classes based on the strengths, and this is definitely a wide a wide receiver heavy class. It is pretty slim pickings at running back. Uh, it's pretty since it's so slim at the you know scarce at the running back. We could probably cover them pretty easily. The top two, obviously, being Brees Hall out of Iowa State to the Jets. Uh, like Brees Hall, I think he has a lot of the measurables and metrics that can make a successful NFL running back. He's obviously paired up with Michael Carter. It's a pretty eclectic backfield. I think it's going to shake out, and I think we all know it's going to shake out that Brees will end up being the you know true three-down uh, three back, and Carter is going to be more of a pass-catching back. But I still really like Michael Carter. Uh, I like his skill set. I think it's going to end up being a, more of a committee than people are giving it credit for this preseason. I think the hype is really on Brees. And then your second choice is Kenneth Walker the third. You know, out of Wake Forest and Michigan State. Uh, the thing going for Kenneth Walker. He's on Seattle, right? Yep playing for Pete Carroll's dinosaur offense who <laughs> loves running the ball. So could be a good thing. I mean, they, they did just lose, uh, who'd they lose? Chris Carson. Jesus. Sorry, folks. Chris Carson. 
just retired. Uh, you have Rashad Penny also there who, you know, a lot of people are expecting him to rise up, that it's his time. But Kenneth Walker, I, I've heard some mixed reviews coming out of the preseason. Um, but yeah, for Pete Carroll, who, who loves to run in the ball, could be could be a good thing. I don't think Seattle's line is that good Their whole this te- year. The whole team isn't very good. Yeah. And when you're playing from behind, what do you do? You throw the ball. So we'll see. I, you know, I, I'm not completely, I, I'm not completely sold on Kenneth Walker. It's interesting to me with Brees Hall. Uh, I was kind of big on Iowa State going into the last year for college, partially because of Brees Hall. Uh, Iowa State ultimately shit the bed, lost me some cash. But I'm looking at the top 100 rankings or a set of them. Brees Hall, 38 overall. So in a 12-team league, that puts you in round four. I just – Yeah. It's it's just scary to me. I hear a lot of things, a lot of chatter about Brees Hall, and he's, he's the talk of Jets camp, and he's going to get the majority of the workload. But I feel like – It's going to be committee, G. I feel like I heard similar things about Michael Carter. And then the other thing that nobody wants to talk about, and I know it's fantasy, but – you. It's still a factor. We're talking about the fucking New York Jets. <laughs> this team blows dick. This team stinks. Yes. And uh, if I heard correctly, I think one of their potential offensive linemen, starting offensive linemen, went down in camp and is going to miss the season. Yeah. I, I think he kind of blew anyway, but if he blew and he's starting, then who, who the hell's behind him? But I, I just, I'm hearing a lot of Brees Hall hype. I I bought into it last year, going into his last year at Iowa State, and I don't think I'm going to buy it now, especially in round four of a fantasy draft. This isn't the class to bind a running back, in my personal opinion. This is this is a wide wide out class, which we're going to get into those those gents next. But uh, I, I I think that's the talent coming out of this this 2022 class. I almost want to think of like Travis Etienne as a rookie since he missed all last year. Like, can he be the rookie guy? Like, I I I just don't I I don't see a world where I want Brees Hall or, or Kenneth Walker this year. Etienne makes me a little nervous just because he had that lens frack. I think that's how you say it. If there's any physical therapists in the you know listeners out there, please correct me. Uh, those are hard to come back from. I know they, they limit mobility, but guess who's got that relationship with, uh, T-Law, ETN, you know, boys from Clemson. So I'm, I'm excited to see what, what he can do. I know he's not a rookie, but, uh, I think this is, it's going to be a telling season for the Jaguars. I'm excited for, uh, um, Eagles legend. Yeah. Doug Peterson. Yeah, Dougie P. It'll be Big Dick Doug. Yeah, I I hope he has success. I'm rooting for him. Yeah, man. I mean he, I, he brought I'm us a goddamn Super Bowl. You gotta root for the guy. So uh you alluded to it. Wide receiver heavy early on. You think about Olave, Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State, Dotson from Penn State. He went in the first round of Washington. Um Drake London. To Atlanta, I saw he got mm-hmm. nicked up in camp, but I don't think it was anything too serious. 
who in the fantasy landscape are you looking to get, as you spoke last year, some shares of uh, out of this rookie wide receiver class? If you don't mind, Mick, I'm going to crack a beer before we get into these wide receivers. Uh, Fucking that's right. how excited I am. Yeah, so, you know, shout out to the smoothies. So let's kick off this wide receiver discussion. Uh, obviously, I think you're seeing Drake London and Traylon Burks going kind of the top two in this class. Uh, Drake London out of USC going to Atlanta, big body receiver uh, with not much competition on the team. I found that draft pick to be a little odd given that him and Kyle Pitts are more comparable than complimentary, but uh, not much competition. If he's healthy, you know, like you said, he got nicked up. I, I mean, there should be pl- plenty of target share for the young pup. Uh, I'm excited to see what he, he can do. Like I said, big body, uh, large measurables. I, I, he looks tough. You talk about Traylon Burke. Sorry, oh, sorry, but I just want to hop in. You talk about Pitts, like, and they're kind of comparable in, in size and style a little bit. But like, you you can't have enough big athletic guys that can go up and get it or win a one on one. Especially and you have, can outrun yeah, somebody. Like those guys can kind of do it all. Especially with like Marcus Mariota, who we're not quite sure what he's gonna be able to do, right? You know, there's a couple Vegas games where he had some flashes, but I mean, with the with these big boys kind of playing in the slot and playing in the near and intermediate zones, I think he can get them the ball, and those big guys can get up and and win that win those balls. So it could be uh, it could be all right. They might dink and dunk down the field. I mean, I'm being generous with the Atlanta Falcons, but we'll see what happens, right? Yeah, I mean, I talked about the Jets, but you gotta you gotta keep in mind as you approach fantasy football, you can get plenty of value out of guys on bad teams. You just have to gotta gotta pick the right spots, right? Ball's got to go somewhere, right, G? That's the name of the game. Uh, and if you, if there's little competition, you're gonna see more of those looks. Who would you want to get to next, Burks? You gotta remind me where, where he went. He's out of Arkansas, but I forget where he got drafted to. The Titans. He's AJB's replacement. Wow. Four okay. man's AJB. Uh, another big boy, like you said, out of Arkansas. Uh, getting some mixed signals out of preseason. But, I mean, we saw with Jamar Chase last year, he had some mixed signals, right? Didn't have the great hands. And then what happened? He ended up becoming one of the best. He became the best rookie wide receiver of the year. Uh, but... Like the Eagles, what are the Titans? They are a run-heavy offense. Uh, I think he'll get his looks. I think he's got some big shoes to fill with A.J. Brown gone. But there should be some opportunities there. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's there's got to be. If I, I don't even know who else they have. A.J. Brown's gone. I feel like he was the only guy they had. So he's, def- he's definitely got to get, get some looks. You don't. I don't know what Tannehill is. I mean, I know what he is. He's a bum. But can he get? Can he get him the ball enough? Like, I. It, it, well, they got Robert Woods now. Yeah, they did get Woods who, off off the ACL. How old right? is Robert Woods? I don't know that he's too old. He, he's 
probably in the second half of his career, if I had to he's guess. He's 30. Yeah, he's, he's up. near near my age. <laughs> yeah, so you got to think Burks is going to be the durable guy, you know, get get getting the yeah. most snaps and everything. But both of those guys you talk about, you think about Mario, you think about Tannehill, it's like that's a, uh, that's a sketchy QB, a sketchy passer situation. Yep. Um, how about the Ohio State kids? You have Olave. He went oh, to yeah. the Saints. Garrett Wilson goes to the Jets. Uh, both so, incredible talents in college. Um, one's going to a team that, you know, you got Jameis chucking around for 30 picks and 30 touchdowns, and then you got Zach Wilson, uh, you know, calling the mom next door. <laughs> well, I love it. I mean, we we do shit on Jameis, right? But he is an aggressive passer. Dude's Dude's not afraid to tee it high and let it fly, which, I mean, we saw in the past the boys in Tampa Bay uh, had some good seasons with him. I mean, we don't care if the wide receiver, you know, the wide receiver on our fantasy team, we don't care if the, I mean, to some extent we do care if the QB is throwing interceptions, but if you huck a few up and you catch for big yards, you know, that, that always ends up, but a lot of like, uh, he's with, uh, Michael Thomas, who's obviously going to pull the number one cornerback. He's going to free him up. And guess what? If MT doesn't play, who's number one. Olave is that guy. volume. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I do. I like Chris, uh, with the aggressive passer, uh, Garrett Wilson, I tend to shy away from the Jets wide receivers, but a lot of the tape that I watched and things I've read, he seems like a pretty nuanced route runner, uh, which, you know, uh, that's a great skill set to have. Seems like he, he knows where he's going. He knows the plays. He knows how to get free. So uh, I'm curious to see. And I, I mean, do we know if Zach Wilson's even going to be healthy? I mean, right oh, now yeah. we he, got, uh, he got he got banged up in the uh, the preseason. Yeah, he just got he just got surgery. But uh, we don't know the timetable for it, though. I think the initial thing I saw was like four to six weeks. So he might. That's, yeah, I thought it was six. Yeah, but I, I I've heard it could be longer. So he might he might miss a stint. But I know people, uh, you know, trustworthy people in the gambling world that like the the backup Mike White better than Zach Wilson. So yeah. Might not be that big of a uh, drop off, if any. Yeah, with the uh, Zach Wilson being out, and a lot of people like Mike White. Didn't they just announce the starter as Old Man Joe Flacco? Did they really? I thought they did. He maybe he started a preseason game, but I. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought they said for week Joe one. Flacco week one. Week one. Oh yeah. my God! Then forget <laughs> Garrett Wilson. Oh my God! The other, the, the other. We want Mike White, baby. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> the uh, the other thing about Wilson is, I feel like a lot of people in the fantasy world are very high on uh, who's the other receiver on the Jets? Is it Elijah? Elijah I'm Moore. Elijah Moore. Yeah. yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, I think I think people are very high on him. I think he posts some really good he numbers well. late in the season last year. So, obviously, Wilson is is a great talent, first round pick, big investment from the franchise. So, th- you would think they would look to get him involved, but Elijah Moore, like, 
there's a guy maybe on a shit team that is really worth a look. No, I, I think so. And he he was very serviceable, more than serviceable last year on fantasy teams. So, I mean, hopefully the Jets have someone other than Joe Flacco throwing the ball. But <laughs> For the sake of Jets I mean, fans. They do, they do. They've got some talent, some young talent on that team. I'll give them that. If they could get an offensive line and some sort of semblance of a coaching strategy, you know, to get these these guys with some talent, the ball, they could end up in a could see some improvements. Yeah, they're 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 chipping away at it. Uh, pretty terrible. Yeah, they definitely are. Pretty terrible organization, but you can see they've they've got some pieces. They've got some young guys, so. Time will tell. Uh, the last rookie receiver I want to ask you about, and I don't know if this covers all the first-round guys or not, but uh, Penn State guy, now he's catching passes, uh, you know, from John Deere or, or from uh, Bobcat-sponsored Carson Wentz, our boy, uh, one of the biggest bums on the planet. How do you see the year shaking out for Dotson in, in Washington? Dude, I'm not touching any Commanders players. That's it's the Wentz I, effect, I love, man. <laughs> I love Scary Terry so much, and I don't that poor franchise. And I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> tread, tread with caution. Per, proceed with caution. I, I'm not touching a. Um, we're. I, I feel like I had some good things to say about the New York Jets, and I'm not sure what I can say about the commanders at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Like, I think Dotson's a, a pretty solid talent, but. Agreed. I know you're, uh, you're loath for Wentz isn't as strong as us in Philly or as some of us in Philly, you know, we got some, we got some of the Wentz worshippers still, still lurking and still hating on Hertz, but I, I just, I, I can't trust a pass catcher uh, that that's paired up with Carson Wentz. It just can't happen. No, I, I would I would wait a year until they figure out their QB situation, if at all. Yeah, it's I mean, another franchise that tends to. We might see some Heineke. Kind of. We might see. Well, I was going to say we might see some Sam Howell, who they took a flyer on later in the draft, and apparently was tearing up training camp. Got some first team reps, but I think he just had a season ending injury in camp, if I'm not mistaken. That that could also be totally wrong. Uh, I might be thinking of Matt Corral, but. It it'll probably be Wentz, and if he stays healthy or it doesn't tap out of a playoff game, um, it'll probably be Heineke. So we'll see. Let me let me do a little flash flood on you real quick. Uh, I like Sky Moore, twenty one year old with Pat paired with Patrick Mahomes. I know you're not a huge Mahomes fan. Uh, coming out of Western Michigan to the Chiefs, good athlete, pressed vertical speed. It's got good ability to tilt the coverage uh, with press release and great footwork. I am curious to see what he does. Who's left Another in KC with him? Uh, McCall Hartman. Oh, Hartman. And Juju. And, they and brought Juju. In, yeah, they brought in Juju You know well. I do love Juju, but Juju I don't think is a true number one. So I think there might be room for him to uh, push his way into some work there. I think I think for anyone taking some flyers in later rounds for the redraft leagues, if you're not in a dynasty league, I think he is definitely someone you, you want to keep your eye on. 
Uh, like George Pickens, Georgia Bulldog taking the top off for the Steelers. He's on the hometown uh, team, man. National champ. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Uh, obviously, he has Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, you know, Mapletron to compete with. But I think with Deontay and Pickens kind of on the outside, Chase Claypool will fill that slot position. And there could be some, some good compliment, you know, some good synergies happening there. And the preseason darling, Romeo Dubes. Who the fuck is Romeo Dubes? Let's smoke it up for Romeo Dubes. I think that's how you say his (laughs) last name. Coming out of Nevada to Green Bay. Uh, This is one of the biggest blurbs out there right now, G. Uh, Rodgers never comments on rookie receivers. Rookies in general. And, you know, he can be pretty uh, – he's pretty touch and go with with the players around him. But even Ro- uh, Rodgers has made a few comments. You know, it's got his attention. I think the the young pup might work his way up, get some, uh, get some looks in Green Bay. If anybody can, you know, gas a guy up real fast as a pass catcher, it's it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he could totally, totally tear them down too, but he – I mean – I mean, they what, lost. They lost Adams. Yeah, right? I mean, what what was Jordy Nelson and what was Devontae Adams his first couple of years like? Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers just turns these guys uh, in the great pass catchers. Lil uh, Romeo. Lil Romeo Dubes. That's his name. <laughs> I think that's how you say his that. Name. That might be name of the year, man. Yeah. So keep your eye out on him. We'll see what happens. Might be worth a, a late round flyer. But yeah, yeah, somebody somebody's gonna have to step up in Green Bay because yeah. they lost Adams. I think they lost MVS too. I think it's just Lazard left. I think MVS is with the Chiefs too, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But let's yeah. let's uh, let's go to our favorite uh, store right now, Value City, and oh yeah, I, I, we'll talk running backs after. Uh, but in terms of the quarterback. We talked about Jalen Hurts. We talk about how I think both you and I kind of prefer to wait at the quarterback position in fantasy drafts. So if you're waiting till maybe round nine, round 10, or even later, uh, and just trying to build that depth at, at running back wide receiver, who, who are you getting at quarterback and, and grabbing some value city? Oh, man. If I'm going to go down and I'm going to get some value, and like you said, I, I'm low on QBs. It's better to have a solid roster and a low end QB than a high end QB with low end skill players. That's you're not going to win the other way around with the former. Uh, well, the latter, excuse me. But I, uh, I mean, Russell Wilson, new move to Denver with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. He's going around nine. So if you're in a ten person league. There's room room to grab him at the end of the draft. If you're in a 12, you can definitely sneak him at in one of the lower lower rounds. Uh, it pains me to say this, G. I I don't. I'm mad at myself. You're not going to say when, are you? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it ain't that bad. Uh, I am very curious to see what Derek Carr does with his college his college chum, Devontae Adams. 
I want to see what the Raiders do. I mean, I think we know what Carr is, but Adams is an elite talent, man. Possibly the the best receiver in the league right now. Can definitely elevate the play of any quarterback when you just throw it in the vicinity and the guy comes down with it, gets all those toe tappers. I I don't I don't disagree. And uh and just the the sheer mention of the name Derek Carr got people shaking them damn head. Yeah, they probably but, just, they probably just turned off the podcast, but that's all right. <laughs> but yeah, I I'm curious to see what he does. Uh Trevor Lawrence is looking good in the preseason, you know, some good stories coming out. I know the Jags are the Jags, but they just got Christian Kirk. And uh, I think uh, Doug Peepee could be the man for the job to coach up the young buck. I think he, he's a good quarterback coach. And I'd like to see what, what those two accomplish together. And I'm sure it's hell rooting for them. A hundred percent. Jacksonville. 100%. Like, you saw what Doug did with Wentz before they were button heads. You saw what he did with Nick Foles, just a, a career-long journeyman. Mm-hmm. So... It's much better than Urban Meyer. I mean, we I, I think we talked oh, about him last yeah. year. I mean, let's not even go there. But fresh start for Lawrence. Uh, I'm going to give you one and see what you think. Um, I drafted Jalen Hurts last year kind of late, and, and it paid off big time. I think a guy that's going to be uh, portrayed uh, or a guy that's going to produce in a similar fashion this year is Trey Lance of the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, I am not a hundred percent sold on him. He's got the makings to be that. I mean, he, he does have that. I mean, the dude has a cannon, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. He can chuck it. I'm not sold on Trey, Trey Lance. I'm not sold. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What, I don't know what the hell is going on in San Francisco, to be honest. Well, you got, you got, so, you got Jimmy G, who goes like MIA. Apparently, they name they they name Lance the starter. So I'll I'll say this: I think I think he's on a very good team with a good line, uh, with with a pretty good coach. I mean, we do shit on Shanahan on here. Uh, he, he gets strummed off by uh, a lot of broadcasts as as a young talented mind, but but they do have a strong offense. So you got to give it to him. Uh, they have a good run game. They're committed to running the ball. They have two, three amazing weapons now. Like I think Brandon Ayuk, Ayuk, I say it. I love him. Like I, I, Ayuk, I, I, I love. Him. I think he's a high upside play I love this Debo year with too. everybody loving Debo and Debo going high. But you have Ayuk, Debo, Kittle. and George Kittle, a, a steady running game and a great offensive line. The only thing I don't love about Lance is. He's a fellow uh, Bison, a fellow North Dakota State alum. Uh, we know how that turned out, right? Yeah, no good. So that that that's one of my pauses <laughs> for him. But I think like if he's not that great of a passer, he has the athleticism to just like run around and maybe take in some rushing touchdowns and get some yardage and produce some points that way. So my uh, my late round QB is going to be Lance this year. You might have sold me there, G. I like that take. I got one for you. How about that? One more. What do you think? <laughs> this one also pains me to say. What do you think about the Mac Jones, the Mac Attack? Dude, I just I don't I don't think 
I don't think so. Like, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he could be serviceable. Uh, but for fantasy? I don't think he's complete. I don't. Mm, yeah. He's going to throw for like 195 yards a game, a touchdown, and a pick. All right. Like, I, All I, right. I just feel like he's kind of a game manager. He is a game manager. Which. He's a, he's a Nick Saban special. That's not what you want in fantasy football, dude. I don't know. Wasn't his completion percentage pretty good last year? Or am I like that? Was I, I drunk for that? I don't. I don't know. For, season. I, I don't know for sure. I mean, you might have been drunk the entire season. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet against that. But <laughs> I, I, I don't think uh, he might have had a decent completion percentage. But I don't think they chucked it around the yard like some of these other guys. So I would say Trey Lance. With the caveat that he's a bison, but I also, I, w- I wouldn't rule out drafting Jameis Winston. Oh, no. Dump off Sikamara, yeah. Michael Thomas back in the fold, Olave. Got surgery, his eyes are better. Yeah, I, I, I think he could chuck it around. Um, let's go, let's go to the running backs. I know you wanted to touch on that uh, before we get to our final oh, yeah. segment of the night. The second portion of Value City we're going to talk about is there's uh, – I don't even know if it's a meme strategy, but it's it's definitely something people are talking about, the no running back strategy, the no RB. It's where you go super wide out heavy and you try to get that premium TV, TV TE, and you don't draft a running back until like the sixth round of your of your draft. But there is some rookies that I want to talk about that that could be making some splashes, and they're all they're getting a lot of blurbs out right now. It's, it is blurb season. Uh, but Damian Pierce, the Florida Gator, going to the Houston Texans. I think who does he have to compete with is Marlon Mack. So I think that the the kids got a shot at, at getting some work. Granted, it's the Houston Texans. They're going to be playing from behind and throwing. And I don't. I couldn't even tell you if their line is good. Um, another yeah, I name I got Go ahead. is is Zamir White, aka Zeus Zamir Zeus White, the Georgia Bulldog who went to Vegas. And we know that Josh Jacobs doesn't necessarily stay healthy. I know this is what the last year in his contract and they're going to try to run, you know, bang the brakes off the poor dude or they save him and try to showcase him and trade him. And they just got rid of Kenyon Drake. So he might be a name to watch. And I want to talk about Dalvin Cook's little brother, James Cook, up in uh, upstate New York. Is it actually his little brother? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's his little brother. Damn. Yeah, he's, you know, he'll probably work uh, in a committee with Singletary. In Buffalo, you're talking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in Buffalo. Uh, As kind of more of a pass-catching back, he seems like pretty shifty, smaller, good hands. Uh, Excited to see what what he can do. There's there's some positive blurbs floating around the internet on him. So those are just a couple of other names I wanted to mention as, you know, before we ended the show. Even though we... uh... We said it's a weak running back class. You think maybe a little deeper in drafts. Yeah, these, these are guys you these, can look at. Yeah, these are in dead zones. These are not guys that you're taking first overall. 
These are guys that, I mean, as a strategy is that after all the good running backs are gone and you're kind of getting down into the, well, and, and all the good wide receivers and you're getting down into the dregs where you're not recognizing names, you want to start picking up handcuffs and lower name running backs because what happens every year, Mick? Somebody pops, man. Somebody gets a shot and they pop. Yeah, someone gets hurt. Running backs touch the ball the most. They get they're more injury prone, and some of these no name guys end up getting their shot. So it's it's a nice you know nice strategy that when you don't know any of the names on your on the draft board, take a chance on some of these running backs that are waiting for their opportunity. I love it. Uh, so we're gonna go to. We're going to get to our last segment, but I'm going to put you on the spot before we do that. And I just found out tonight in the league that I don't play with you. I have the number one pick in the draft uh, two weeks from tonight. I I don't care about format. I don't care about scoring. Who's your number one pick in fantasy football this year? JT. Hands down. No brainer. He's gonna, he's gonna run it back, light it up again. I, yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't think there's any no question in my mind that you don't go JT. Yeah, I I, I, I I'm not risking it on CMC if I have the first pick. Nah, that's just me personally. I agree. I agree. Uh, so I guess I guess that's who I'm going with. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Were you expecting more of an argument? <laughs> no, no. I, I like the uh, I I like the sternness. Uh, the, cer- I mean, the certainty. I'm, I'm I'm biased too. I'm I'm an owner. You know, I have shares of him. He he was he's on my dynasty team. I took him second overall in the is that the 2021 draft. Is that the class he came out of? Uh, I don't. Know. Was he a, or, no no 2020? Was he a no, rookie last year? I don't know if he's going into year two or year three. I want to say he's going into year three. He is going to year three. You're right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's play a little game. Uh, okay. We're, we're going to call it for this show, for this podcast, we're going to call it Fade or Shade. Now, Fade is you, you don't you don't want shares of this guy this year. Shade is let's draft him. If he's there, we're going to take him. We're going to bring him into the circle. Uh and ultimately make him part of Thoughts of the Shade. Um, nervous. Yeah, I, I don't know where to start. I'm looking at you know the top top 50 or top 100 rankings uh, right in front of me, and I'm just looking for some names that I'm kind of like a little skeptical of. Um, Are you going to use this in our draft against me? No, nah, I won't. I'll, I'll, I'll probably forget <laughs> I get about, that writing? Probably forget about it. Um, how about Derrick Henry? I mean, I, I I know he's been uh, people have been very high on him. I feel like he's got a, mo- a lot of miles uh, on the wheels coming off an injury. I mean, and AJ Brown's gone. You know, what do they have in the passing game? What do you think about Derrick Henry? King Henry, huh? Fade or shade? Uh, yeah. Fade or shade? I want to preface this and say it's relative. Like, if Derrick Henry falls to you at eight or nine in the draft, like you're taking Derrick Henry. Uh, I'm, 
Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull him in in the shade. I'm gonna sit him next to me. You can't fade fade the guy. I I am a little concerned about the health, stamina. I mean, he like you said, a lot of tread on the tires, a lot of a lot of wear and tear. But you, you gotta you gotta pay dues to the greats. So still still a first rounder in your eyes. Yeah, I w- I wouldn't take him first overall, but I would definitely take him. You know in the lower if you're in a 10 or 12 person league like you definitely take him in the lower end of the or you know mid to low end of that draft okay all right yeah so let's let's think about this uh relative to like adp average draft position i think you have a good good idea of where these guys are going uh and i do too now i'm I'm gonna give you three names because i think they're all kind of interesting going into this fantasy year and they're in the top 15 in the rank, rankings I'm looking at. Three running backs, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, and Saquon Barkley. All right, Alvin Kamara I think is going to have – I think he's got one good season left in him, so I'm pulling him into the shade. I think with all the allegations going on, I feel like he – they might just run him into the ground. I don't think he's going to see any anything until next season. So I I think he's and plus he's a different kind of back. He was he was pass catch. He was an integral part of that Saints offense. So I think there's not as much wear as say like a Derrick Henry, who's like a true ground uh, pound ground pound back. So I I'm I'm all right with Kamara. I'm fading, say say. I I just I'm not taking that risk on with the health. I love the talent, and I think the poor guy it just really wants to play and is is going to try to do something. But I'm going to fade him and Aaron Jones. Oh, this one's tough because with AJ Dillon, it's going to be like a. I mean, what did Lafleur say? It's a one A one A scenario it's going to be like a true split and i think aaron jones is going to end up being more of a pass catcher and aj Dillon is going to be just a thumper uh i'm going to keep i'm going to keep it uh jones in the shade i'm going to pull him into the pull him into the lounge chair even though it's 50 50 you're keeping him in yeah uh if you're in a ppr I'll say that. All right, you're going PPR. So just for the record so far, you've got Henry in the shade, you've got Kamara in the shade, you've got Jones in the shade, and you've got uh, Barkley. You're fading Barkley. Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of copping out right now, but that's all right. We, we I don't I don't think some of those guys. I don't think some of those guys their careers are over yet. So I'm going to leave it at that. I would say based on where they're being drafted, I would fade Derrick Henry. I would pull Alvin Kamara into the shade. I would fade Aaron Jones, and I would give Saquon Barkley one more chance in the shade. Is that the Penn State truth you're talking, or you uh, is it, that bias free? It, it could be. It could be. I just think I just think like he was a bona fide like top three pick the last couple of years, and now he's going like in the teens. Like I, I think I think. What is his ADP, ADP, if you don't mind me asking? The one I'm looking at, he's overall 17. He's running back 11. 
So, so can he be a top 10 catch- back? Yeah, you're catching him in the second round. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think it's worth a shot this year. Um, all right, fade or shade? How about this? Uh, big stud, big star in a new place. Tyreek Hill in Miami. Fade. You're fa- I don't like it. I don't, I'm not a Tua fan. You're you're fading, even though Jalen Waddle had like an amazing rookie year. Yeah, but there's a lot of. I don't know, man. I mean, Waddle and Tyreek, they're both speedsters on the outside. I'm not convinced of Tua. I, I mean, I don't think he's going to be bad. Going 21 overall right now, wide receiver seven. Still a 21 fade. overall. So. Yeah, uh, I, I think this one I, I'm going to be proved. I might be proven wrong, but. Uh, I'm just going to play it safe and say fade. What do you make of the situation in Denver? We talked about Russell Wilson a little bit, but how about the running back situation? We got Javante Williams at 24 overall, running back 13. Fade or shade, Javante Williams? Shade, 100%. I'm, I'm, I've completely bought into him. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see like a 60-40... I think more of a 70-30 split. Melvin Gordon wasn't bad by any means. I heard some stat that... Uh, I can't remember the stat, but he's produced more... Or, like, he's had more touchdowns than... People that you think would have more than him, and I know that doesn't help this argument at all. But I I think this is the year they finally make that shift. And I, they even, they interviewed Melvin Gordon and even Melvin Gordon was like, I know the people want him like, and I know my time is, you know, like I'm getting towards the twilight of my career and it's kind of his time to shine. So I, I think he's going to have a big season. Yeah. I like Javante. I had him last year. He, he popped a little bit, but I think, uh, I don't want to say the sky's the limit, but I think he's a good player. And ha- having a good passing game might might help him out a little bit. Um, I know we're kind of going running back heavy in this, but I feel like that's kind of the bulk of the early rounds. People are quick to pull the trigger on running backs. Yeah. 33 overall running back, 16, Ezekiel Elliott. Ugh. I'm I'm fading Zeke. I'm fading Zeke, too. I, th- I, th- I like it, Pollard. It might be Tony a, Pollard, Pollard time. I think it's Tony Pollard's season. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, here's a couple more. 39 overall, running back 19, and 41 overall, running back 20. David Montgomery and Cam Akers on the comeback tour with the Rams. Uh, Akers will sit in the shade with me under the under the umbrella and I I don't I don't I'm gonna fade Montgomery. Yeah. I just I don't I think Chicago is gonna be playing from behind a ton and throwing and that I I just I don't I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. They like Herbert too. He popped in and had a few nice games last year. He did. He had, he definitely had some good showings. And and I'm not completely out on the Bears. Like I really like Darnell Mooney. 
a big Cole Komet fan. I just, I don't see the running game happening for Chicago this season. All right. Let me give you two more in the top 50. Uh, I feel like a lot of people talk about this guy and he did produce in fantasy last year, which is kind of crazy to think he's a little bit older. He's on a shitty team, 45th overall wide receiver, 20 Brandon cooks, Houston. The Texans, man. <laughs> and how old is Brandon Cooks? Yeah, I don't know off the top uh, of my head, but he's got to be getting up there. Eight, what's the ADP one more time? 45. So we're talking like fifth round. Fourth. Yeah. Fourth. I think that's too high for Brandon Cooks. Yeah. All right. Fade. Last one. And I'm 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 curious. Because I, I wanted this guy last year, and I think you did too. But he missed the entire season. Running back 21-49 overall for the Baltimore Ravens, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, God dang, man. I really like J.K. Dobbins. I mean, Lamar has shown that he's not running as much, but it's definitely still Lamar's ball to run. I am a little uh, little concerned with the injury. Uh, I what round is is he going in? It looks like fifty overall. If my math holds, it'd be like the high end of the fifth round. I'll take him there, hundred percent. That's that's an RB dead zone. I think that's a lot of talent to pass up in that area. Yeah, I kind of agree. I feel like Mark Ingram, I don't even know if he's still in the league or not. but uh, He is. He's number two to Alvin Kamara. He's back on the Saints. He's back on the Saints. Wow. But I feel like he had a decent amount of success with uh, with Baltimore in his stint there. And he's like older. and But I feel like similar kind of back heavy. So I, I like J.K. I, I, I'm I'll sit on the beach with them and have a beer. All right, we're bringing them in. Uh, any other notes or, or tidbits you wanted to add uh, for the people tonight before they, they get ready for fantasy football? And also, I, I just want to add, and I want to get your thoughts before uh, we close out here. Like, if you if you don't play in a dynasty league and you drafted already, like, I think you're drafting too soon. Would you agree? 100% agree. I mean, if you draft before the preseason, well, did we just end? On uh, Monday, what the preseason? I think week two just yeah. ended because that's the other thing that's yeah. throwing me off is uh, only three preseason games instead of four. I'm a big proponent of drafting after Labor Day, like literally the week of the season starting. I agree with that because you, you get the draft done, you set the lineup. Thursday night rolls around and you're cooking. You're, you're ready for some yeah. action. Because otherwise, you're just sitting there staring, ready to dismantle your team before the season even starts. Yep. Yeah, too, mu- too much time to think. It's go time. Uh, anything else you wanted to, to add on tonight, Al? No. Uh, you know what? I, I do want to say I'm pretty proud of you and, and Bomb. I think you guys have come a long way over the year, and it's amazing to see how much the, the pod has grown and the listener base that you guys are building. And it it truly is a pleasure to be a part of it. So I just want to uh, to give you my sincerest thanks for letting me be a part of it. 
I appreciate the kind words, man. You're always welcome. We'll have you back next year. If we have any emergency fantasy issues uh, in the coming season, we'll be sure to get you on the horn. And uh, we thank you for your time and and for your input. So with that, again, we'll say thanks uh, to the first two-time guest on Thoughts from the Shade, fantasy guru, Mr. Ali D. Thank you, sir. Love you guys. All right, and that'll do it for episode 58. Uh, We thank everybody for listening. Bomb will be back next week. Uh, We got week zero of college football this weekend, but I can almost guarantee you that nobody uh, that's going to be in the running for the college football playoff is playing this weekend. So we'll be back next week to preview the college football season. Uh, For my Penn State people out there, we are nine days away from kickoff Thursday night against Purdue next week. Uh, Looking forward to it. As always, big thank you to our sponsor, Menard Premium Detailing, the premier auto detail service in Bucks County. Uh, They're on Instagram. They're on YouTube. They're on Facebook. And you can check out their website at MenardPremiumDetailing.com. Don't forget, wherever you're listening, Apple, Spotify, wherever, if they got a rating system, leave us those five stars uh, and press that subscribe button. And last but not least, we'll thank everybody again for listening. Hopefully you are now ready for fantasy football. We are knocking on the door of the season of the pigskin. Uh, Big thanks to Ali D. Until next week, everybody take care.